Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Yeah, yeah. Sit down. Be hungry. Sit down. Be hungry. What's going on, food enthusiasts and aspiring food enthusiasts? You fat fucks and you perspiring fat fucks. <laughs> Welcome to the grand opening, soft opening of Sit Down, Be Hungry. Yay. I'm Jordan, and for the sake of this show, I've been dubbed Chavid Dang. So if you want to ever look up what celebrity chef David Chang looks like, or what I look like, you might find the reason why. He really does look like that. <laughs> Let me shave one time and then maybe we'll see. <laughs> and uh, I'm Anne Amp, or Dine Piece, consulted by day and chef at home. So outside of being a consultant, I also have side projects um, called Anchoy Bep, which is Vietnamese-centric food, and Shea Mudo, uh, Japanese-centric, and both pop-ups that happen in the Bay Area. And it's finally great to get this recorded with you because uh, our friends have told us we, we talk about food probably way too much. I feel like that's our only conversation. It's the only one worth having. Yeah, so we figure we're pretty knowledgeable on food, and why not share our fruits with everyone else? And fried foods, too. I feel like every time we do hang out, there's some sort of fried food involved. Oh, yeah. Or butter. Yeah, a stick of butter makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jordan, I know you went to, uh, you, were in, you were in New Orleans first and then Miami. Oh, man. And I gave you a list of places to you eat did. in New Orleans. So. Oh, man. What what was your most favorite and least favorite? And just elaborate on all okay, of that. Okay, to start, there was no least favorite because <laughs> New Orleans. That is true. For those who haven't been, and this was my first time, was I think it's one of the the most for, forefront food meccas in the country. Because if you look at like Creole food, it's a very uniquely, besides American barbecue, there's not too many uniquely American types of food because it's, it was built out of, you know, like slave culture. They had, they had little to use and they had to make it really good. And that's kind of resonated through all this time. And now I think it's got some of the most interesting things going on in food in the country. And oh man, yeah. I, I'm, I've kind of been vegetarian since I've been back, or at least trying to be, just just to recover from myself. I told you you would. I, I want all I wanted was kale salad. Yeah, when I, I came had a back. salad for lunch today too, <laughs> and I was like, "This is great." <laughs> but if I had to say one thing that stood out for me, um, like I said, I might go into some of the other things I had, but the one thing if I had to pick was this. It was kind of a little more of a touristy restaurant in the French Quarter called Coops, mm-hmm. and they had these lamb ribs. Oh, interesting. And you wouldn't think that, right, for like Creole food, like you're thinking more seafood type stuff. Mm-hmm. But these lamb ribs, it was just a little tiny thing on their menu. Um, that one caught me, caught me the most off guard. It, was simply, it wasn't even a super elaborate dish. They were just seasoned really well, cooked really well. And that was probably the best thing. The, the funny thing why um, we picked to go to that restaurant is because uh, the standout comedian Hannibal Burris, he, he mentions that restaurant in one of his jokes that the building is like 200 years old and he goes to the bathroom and stares down a rat. <laughs> and the rat, and even after that, he still orders food there. Oh so I was gosh. like, all right, we'll go there then. Because if, if he still ordered food after encountering a rat at this establishment, then they must be doing something right. So like for ribs, I like ribs that like meat fall off the bone. Is that it how was, this yeah, lamb no. was? I don't want them all that though, because if that's one thing, all that means is you slow cooked it way too much. And that's yeah. all it is, is fall off the bone. I still want a little bit of snap just because mm-hmm. it shows a little more complexity in the way you're cooking it. Okay. Like it, sh- it shows more balance. And I think lamb naturally... Unless you unless you really overcook it, then it becomes, I believe, mutton. Yeah. Then it's just straight up soft, tender, fall off the bone. But mm-hmm. this one had a good level of snap too. Nice. And a little more chewiness, but in a good way. So that's why, that's why that was probably my standout dish. But that that place had plenty of other good things. Like had some 
crab claws there and then had some of the normal like gumbo jambalayas there. So I'd have to say that was probably, those lamb ribs specifically were the best thing I ate there. But runner up, probably the other best thing I had were these fried rabbit livers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this was actually not on the not on one of the lists that you gave me. Yeah. Um, it was at a place called Toops Meadery, and I had heard of this restaurant because the chef, I guess, his name is Isaac Toops. He's, he's been kind of famous. Like, he's been on Top Chef and stuff. Okay. So um, I had seen that his place was nearby, too. So that was one of the first meals we had there and uh, had plenty of delicious things there. But the fried rabbit livers there stood out to me. That's something that I would totally eat. Oh, it was like, at that point, it was very sweet bread-like. It was yeah. just really tender, not too gamey. I mean, it's fried. Anything fried is going to be really good. But it was fried well. The batter was nice. Um, I'd have to put that up there as one of like the, the top one of the top dishes, too, because it caught me so off guard. Because everything else we ate there was delicious. But I still keep thinking about those rabbit livers. Nice. Um, went to Luke, did the oyster happy hour. And <laughs> I got to say, man, oysters there on a whole nother level. The size, the price. So so folks that know about this place, it's, it's by a local celebrity chef. His name is John Besh. He's pretty well known. He's been on Food Network and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so he has his happy hour at one of his restaurants, Luke, and the oysters are only 75 cents each. And I got it there. When you get dollar oysters here for happy hour, not only are they a dollar, not 75 cents, but they're a lot, they're a lot smaller and they're still good. But after I've had that, it's hard to go back now. Um, so I think you had told me before I went, you went there and yourself and what, what what was it you did there again it was me and a couple friends and we ordered like thinking coming from the bay area our small like, oysters our over small here oysters we ordered four dozen <laughs> and we sat at the bar and so when they came out it kept it, it was like four giant trays and there was <laughs> not enough space on the yeah, bar yeah. so they had to like stack i think they had to stack them on top of each other so once <laughs> we we're done with one tray they got rid of one and then we went to the next one yeah they were just way too big and Two of the girls that were with us, they were not they were not comfortable. They were like, yeah, they're like, you're more adventurous. Eat this one. This one looks too crazy. See, I would have been like, all right, I'm down because these are just a bunch of delicious oysters just right in front of me. Some were just way too big, but for the most part, I, I just didn't like we didn't plan it. Well, I guess we just had no idea. Mm. And when they came out, we we're like, holy crap, there's so many oysters. So the cool thing I noticed too, I don't know if you went, but for a dollar twenty-five, you can also get them fried. I don't remember. Or maybe they that. didn't have that at the time that you Maybe went. not. I think the only thing I did was, like, it was during the whole Flamageddon in California. Oh, and so, Flamageddon. I've never heard that term for before. Flamageddon. Those were dark times. So, like, during, like, basically any time we had a, an opportunity to eat some foie, we took advantage of that. Uh -huh. So we did the four oysters, and I think we did the foie up. Oh, cool. Actually, I was so kind of, like, like blinders on ready to get these oysters i didn't read too much of the other menu i was just like i need to get this many i think that's the most i don't i don't remember hearing anything about the rest of the food if it's any good or not but people would definitely go there for the oysters we did the fried oysters like i said those were really good they were almost like a great palate cleanser texturally because like you're eating a lot of these slimy briny cold oysters and then you can kind of break it up with this like warmer crispier yeah and, and of course, it still tastes kind of like the same thing. So yeah. it's like you're just still going the whole time. And we talked about this. We both are really like into texture in our food. So it's nice to have that break of the slime with the crunchiness mm -hmm. of the fried oyster. And, and temperature wise, too. Like I said, it was going from hot to cold and back again. And yeah, it was it was really I actually almost was able to match you. I did. I think I did about three dozen myself by yourself. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's so much slime. <laughs> so much brine. So much slime and brine. Slime and brine. And I, I wanted all of it. 
I actually went to Emeralds right after that and had appetizers. I know. That one That one was just to knock off like a childhood dream. Because yeah. when I was growing up, like watching Emerald and Food Network was one of the first shows that really got me into liking food or appreciating it the way I do now. So I had to go pay homage one time, even though I was really full. I know you went to Demolise. That was what I was saving to talk about, one of my last favorite ones. I actually got a shirt from them. I didn't show you yet. Oh, no, I need to see that. I got their shirt, and I was really happy about that shirt purchase. It was a good hidden po'boy. So for the listeners that don't know, Domelis is, I think, probably in New Orleans terms, an institution for the po'boy. You can get a po'boy in any corner in New Orleans, but I was told by Dying Peace over here and a lot of other folks that this was one of the ones to go to. And it is kind of like out of the way. It's it's, it's in a more it's in a more neighborhoody kind of area. It's less touristy. Even when I went there, it was still decently crowded from locals and stuff. And uh, let's see, did did a shrimp? I did a small shrimp there, and then uh, had some oysters as well. And they do fries now. I don't know if they had fries when they were there last time. I don't remember if they had fries. It was cool. They did it like kind of like you know when you go to the fair and you get that twister or hurricane potato where they like swirl it up and fry it. Uh-huh. It was kind of like that, but not. It was oh. like that mixed with the look and feel of a KFC potato wedge. Oh, interesting, okay. Even though they said fries, that's what it came out as. And it was a perfect accompaniment, because usually when I have a sandwich, I want some starch, I want some chips, but fries are sometimes seen as an upgrade. So to have those with it. They perfect. must have not had fries, because I remember. It, it looked like sh- a new thing. They were trying to promo it pretty tough. Yeah, when we went, we did. I did the shrimp po' boy, and then um, we got a, a, a beef sandwich, I guess. One of my Roast- friends wanted that. And okay. It was actually really good. From from Domelis. Domelis, yeah. Okay, cool. And then um, Zaps chips. So gotta do Zaps in New Orleans. I would. I probably would have got fries if it was an option, so there yeah. must be something new. I, I was too full at the time, but I actually really wanted to get my carb overload on. I wanted, I wanted fries and chips, <laughs> but I was already so full from the previous other things I've eaten, like I was saying earlier, that... I just didn't have the room, but I would have wanted to so bad because texture, like we we're saying earlier, that'd be really fun texture, really, sure. really crunchy with the kind of crunchy. Yeah, shout out to our friend Drew. Drew's the one that put me on to this, and uh, when I went, I made sure to go out of my way to go to this place. But um, I'm glad I did. What? The, so what's bo- been bothering me though since I went was um, we became friends with our driver. So this was way before Uber and Lyft, and uh, we met this guy. He drove us from. The airport to our hotel and he was just like a super his name was oscar i think and so anyways he gave us his card and he ended up driving us everywhere for that week wow and then so when we asked him to take us to doma Lise, he he was like why did you come all the way out here for a po boy and, and he was a local he's a local wow. he's born and raised um in new orleans and he kind of told me that this isn't the best spot to go to what and i was like like he didn't tell us this until after. Oh. And so I was like, why didn't you tell me before? I don't I don't remember what he said was his favorite spot, but like he drove us to Willie Mays and to all these places that, you know. Oh, I forgot I, to mention Willie Mays. My Willie like, Mays meal was really good. I felt like I did my research on, he was like, no, these aren't the spots to go to. Oh man. And so whenever I do decide to come, I still have his number. Oh wow. And I, I actually reached out to him maybe last year cause a friend was in, going to New Orleans and uh-huh. I was like, oh, like you should hit up Oscar cause he will tell you where to go. And he actually told me, he's like, I actually re- drive for Uber now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you went harder when you went than last time I went. Did, yeah. did you go through any drive through daiquiris at all? 
No, I didn't do any of okay. that. Okay, I only got he, one, and I didn't drive through. But uh, there was—he did take us. He was so cool. He—he he, like went dancing with us one night, and then he took us like he took us to all these like conductors and like had them awesome. honk their horns. It was really neat. That's awesome. But yeah, if I ever do make it back, I, I definitely want to hit up Oscar to tell us where should I go now. So yeah. the places you took me to, you said, are not the legit spots. I got a couple good recommendations for some of my drivers too. So I've got a, a I've got like a remaining list to try if I ever go back too. I know you're mentioning earlier you might want to go back next year. So. Nope. If we do, expect a full report on that. But yeah, so after all that craziness in New Orleans, caught a quick flight and uh, got into some more craziness in the south of Florida. You know, so I wasn't really sure about that. Like, was it two separate trips that happened to blend to each other? It was kind of all planned at the same time. Okay. It was mainly to eat and visit some folks. But yeah, met, okay. up with, met up with some friends there. But yeah, was able to get into some pretty good eats in Miami too, which, and all the craziness going on there. It was, it was a very interesting time with the storm coming and all that. So I know um, our friend Rob, who's from Miami, gave shout you- Shout out to DJ Methods. Yep, shout out Methods. He gave you um, some places to eat, right? He gave me a couple, yeah, he gave me a, a little bit of a quintessential list. Um, I had told him due to all the craziness that was going on, I wasn't able to get that much time there. But with the time that was given, I did what I could to get to some of the spots. But one of the standouts was um, the sandwich place in Miami Beach that he recommended called La, La Sandwicherie. And it was, um, it, just a simple sandwich shop. Is it like a, French? It was a French influence, yeah. Oh, so what what the main thing is there is they're known for this vinaigrette, and it's delicious. I can see why they're famous for it. They douse the sandwiches in it. Perfect level of tanginess, citrusiness, and it, it sounds very simple, but they just use really good fresh ingredients for the sandwiches. So that combined with this really well-made vinaigrette, like they sell it by the bottle. I didn't bring any home or else I, I wish I could have brought some home, but I, I didn't check any luggage, so... Mm-hmm. But I didn't bring any home and walked a couple blocks to the beach and uh, took a really epic sandwiches and landscapes photo. Everyone click on that hashtag. Yeah. You can see Jordan's photos. You can see while pictures. He was eating sandwiches <laughs> on the beach. Or just in nice, nice looking settings yeah. in general. Yeah, it's a, it's a little side hustle I got going on this hashtag. So, uh, help, I re- yeah. I remember in our group chat, we were talking about something and you, you commented and we're like, well, you're eating a sandwich at the beach. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, sh- yeah. Shout out to La Sandwichery. It was really good. Um, and then later that day, had some really good Nicaraguan food at another restaurant called Yambo. And uh, it's open 24 hours. It's in Little Havana. And man, that place got a sampler plate, had all the meats on there, hence why I'm still lightweight vegetarian at the moment. <laughs> but had carne asada, had chicken, had morcilla, blood sausage, yes. um, queso frito, which is one of the highlights. It was kind of like a, a mozzarella stick if it was done right. It's yeah. like this very mild cheese that's either mozzarella or something similar. And they just... It's not breaded, but they pan fry it. And it and that's one of the things I don't like about mozzarella sticks is that they get too bready and too kind of heavy. Mm-hmm. When it just kind of has this nice crust on the outside from a natural sear, oh, it's really good. That was one of the highlights was getting that Nicaraguan food at Yambo. Uh, there's more meats on there than I could remember. <laughs> that, that was one of the good ones. So shout out to shout out to Methods for that for those recommendations. But as fun as as much fun as I had there, I was sad because I wasn't back home with you guys. We, we do this barbecue that I wasn't able to go to. Handle it. Handle it. We did get to benefit uh, from you, sort of. You designed our pin for this. This <laughs> Handle it. It's funny. Thanks. Shout out to uh, our homie Jen for asking me to do it. I, I, I just wish I could have been there for the first one that I got to do. One. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun time. Um, so for people who don't know, we... Uh, we, as our group of friends, have uh, we do this huge barbecue for Fourth of July and for Memorial Day weekend. So it's, it's usually a, a biannual thing. Yeah, biannual. Start, I would say what the start and end of summer. Yeah, basically. 
Um, and it's at uh, Golden Gate Park. And um, it's kind of like... It's the best barbecue you've ever been to. Base, yeah. Which is barbe- why while being in Miami, I was still like, man, I wish I was with the homies that handle it right now. This is the barbecue that you envy to be at or get invited to. Um, everyone really goes extra and, and show. this is where you show off your dish. And um, it's it's literally impossible to try everything just because it's, tried. Su- it's, su- tried. it's such, a, such a long span of the day. But um, it's good music, good friends, and definitely good food. And uh, it's all communal. Definitely communal. It's all communal. This year, uh, was it Thrillist that put us on blast this year? Uh, or one of those. SF, SF Fun Cheap, something like that. They put yeah. us on blast this year, and, and uh, blew up the spot, man. Yeah, like we want it. Like we want people to come, but we also don't want strangers. No, to come. And, and it is really one of those like word of mouth things that does really well just based off word of mouth. Yeah, so a bunch of us like automatically like wrote to Thrillist or whatever SF Fun Cheap and said no this this event does not exist so yeah listeners don't worry if you're listening to this you're probably cool enough to show up so we won't get mad if you show up at the next one because you can just mention the pod and be like as long as you show up and bring something tasty there you go you're good that's your entrance fee yeah um but I I honestly didn't have a chance to eat a whole lot of food because I was. I saw so, your I saw your posts. You were you were grilling. I was so wrapped up in my own food. Um, so this year I bought my own mini grill just because like there's just so much food to be cooked that people are literally fighting for the grill. So I was like, <laughs> screw all of that. I don't want to fight with That's a good problem to have though. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I bought my own mini grill. It was like twenty bucks on Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. It's super cute. It folds up, and uh, I made my own thing. It's called. Um, and it's um i would say it's equivalent to like a mexican pizza or a i was gonna say it kind of looked like from seeing your posts while being over there it looked like a tostada kind of a thing it's a it's a newer vietnamese street food it's definitely not something that like you eat at home um i actually have never eaten it before until i oh, made wow, it i didn't know that yeah so it was my first time it was actually uh, my homegirl bessie i was trying to figure out what i should make and i always want to try to do something different and so she's like, why don't you make this? And she actually saw it off of a, on the Korean channel where they were traveling in Vietnam. Oh, what? Yeah, so that's how I made this dish. Um, so I just kind of did a bunch of research online. And it's and it seems like it's just newer street food um, at the night markets in Vietnam now. It looked amazing. I really wished I could have tried one. Yeah, so it's basically like the thin rice paper, the same one that you use for uh, making like the spring rolls. And you grill it over fire. And you kind of can put whatever you want on it. I did it. I, what I think I did was the traditional way, which is quail egg, ground pork, a lot of green onions, uh, pork floss, sriracha, and hot sauce, Ooh, and crispy good. onions. So, what's, what's pork floss? Uh, it's basically pork that's boiled down so much that it's so dry, and then it and it shreds up because it's so dry. Mm. It, it easily can be shred, and then it's fried with some seasoning. <clears throat> And at the end, it's in a food processor, and it, it, it literally looks like floss, or more co- like a woven floss oh, would nice. be the more proper description for I'm it. I'm usually bad at flossing, because even though my dentist reminds me, I never do. But maybe I would more if it was made out of pork. I do not suggest pork flossing with pork. Well, okay, maybe not. Only but... flossing with cocoa floss. <laughs> my favorite floss in the world. There you go. There's the extra plug. Shout out to cocoa floss. Last, was it last year? Last year, our friend Catherine and I, we... We're able to um, cross paths in Japan, and uh, we got to share a meal together in Osaka. Was it? No, I'm sorry, in Kyoto, and we ate uh, katsu together. And um, 
She never told me, but until recently, she actually bought some panko while we were in Japan. Oh, wow. And she, she mentioned, she's like, oh, it's completely different. Because she, she made some katsu last week, I think. So what's, so what's different about it? Is it like a texture thing? So I didn't ask anything. And so she brought some over this week and uh, we made some katsu again. And um, so typically when you buy panko here in the States, it's already like, it, it, I guess it's dehydrated and crispy. It looks like that in the store shelf when I usually see it. Yeah. The panko that she brought over was, it was just like bread that was shredded. Is it, was it like a specific brand or do you think panko in general when you buy it over there is this particular way? I'm not 100% sure about that. But it was it was it was kind of weird because I'm used to touching panko that's already crispy, but this mm. panko was uh, just it, it was just like maybe seasoned bread that was just shredded and it was shredded. It looked exactly like panko, but it was soft. Wow! Do you have any left? Cat, or does cat, cat have any left? Cat definitely has some. We need to go bother cat. I've been working double time. I help uh, I help out my friend Trevor with his uh, weekly pop-up. This week I actually helped him twice. Um, oh, I still gotta go to one of these. These look really delicious It's too. really good. Uh, so it's called Shea Mudo. Um, you can book your tickets through Eat Feastly, but it's my really good friend Trevor, and um, I help him every Wednesday with uh, it's an izakaya for $45. And on Saturday he teaches a sushi making class, so I got to help him this past Saturday. And it was super fun and intimate. It was only like seven people in the class, and I could definitely tell that a lot of the people that were there were on dates. Oh. <laughs> So that was really cute and it was fun just to talk to people about why they're there and why they're interested in learning how to make sushi and just giving them little tips like, you know, oh, you should download this app. This is way better for... Like a sushi making app? No, no, no. App for like taking their photos because like, you know, sushi is really pretty afterwards on a white plate. That's very true. And so that was really fun. It was something I haven't experienced before, but um, yeah, you know, I got to reap benefits of eating eating the demos. That'd be my favorite part too. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. So this next bit we got coming up is called Juicy Bits, where we find out what current stuff is happening in food, and we talk to you guys about it. And uh, Dine Piece, this first one I see is that pumpkin spice is back, but I feel like we're still in summer right now. Um, Yeah, it's definitely still summer, except for today, since it's raining, kind of. But it was hot earlier. Yeah, very confused. Shout out to Bay Area weather. But um, yeah, pumpkin spice is back at Starbucks, everyone. I'm pretty oh sure everyone knows that already, though. Oh, boy. Um, I think I've tried it one time. I don't know if I even have. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan. I like pumpkin as pumpkin, not into a latte. It's better, I I, I prefer it in like a stew or like a curry or something. Or, or as pie? pumpkin pie. pumpkin pie. Yeah. I like the pumpkin fries at Hakka in Outer Richmond. You're going to make me miss that I live down the street from there. The best. Salted egg yolk covered pumpkin fries. But I'm also the coffee kind of person where I just want it black or an espresso shot. Like I don't need a lot of accoutrement with my coffee. I like so my, I that, like, I like yeah. my coffee black. Or I, I'm down for lattes sometimes, but I don't want pumpkin in it. Mm-hmm. I, uh... I think the snotty part of me is just very anti it because it's pumpkin spice latte, so basic bitch, and I'm definitely <laughs> not a basic bitch. <laughs> I don't own any Uggs. I don't know if you do either. I, I did when I was <laughs> six years old for ice skating rink purposes. Uggs are for, okay. Okay. So that's I, an, I, I, I had them for real reasons. So we I kind of briefly touched upon on my trip earlier to Miami um, from the hurricane. So rapper Jim Jones, he couldn't get out. 
Yeah, so supposedly, well, I don't think supposedly, I, I, I really believe him <laughs> that he... We um, all believe in Jim Jones. We all believe in Jim Jones. He was not able to leave. I think it's Miami that he has a house in. He wasn't able to leave. All the flights were completely booked. And then his next thought was, stop, thought was, well, I have a plane, so why don't I fly out? And there's literally no fuel left. And so his next plan of action was to drive out of town. And when he left, he a lot of the roads were blocked, and so he couldn't leave. And so he had no choice but to go home and figure out, well, if I'm going to be here, I better stock up on Captain Crunch. Really? That's his go-to? I, I guess so. He said he has enough Captain Crunch to serve... Uh, to serve him for two years if he was wow. stuck there. <laughs> That's a lot of cereal. But what about milk? I didn't I don't know what is he gonna do about <laughs> milk? Is he eating this Captain Crunch dry or well, with like, water? Like, like you guys did the other day over here. We were just eating <laughs> Reese's Reese's uh, Reese's puffs out of the box. You cereal by itself kind of becomes a new snack at that point. It's like chips. It's like sweet chips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're eating cereal without milk. <laughs> so maybe that was Jim Jones' plan. Or if he had all crunch berries, is he is he still balling? <laughs> With he, just the crunch berries, is a ballin'? He's ballin'. <laughs> he's ballin' with crunch berries. That's a lot of sugar, though. You gotta equal out your uh, intake there, Jim Jones. I wonder if after this, he's gonna have his own cereal, just like Cameron did. Wow, Cameron had a cereal? Yeah, I, I really. You need to up. send me this later because that's very important. I, I really messed up and never bought a box, but Cameron has his uh, own cereal. Man, that sounds exciting. Was it purple? Was it purple? I think it was pink. Okay, it's close enough. I'll, I'll take that. That's it's acceptable. It, well, when we're talking Cameron, it's either purple or pink, right? Yeah, I'll accept that. But yeah, maybe this is Jim Jones' way to be relevant again and get his own cereal. Well, the fact that they reported on him for doing this. True. <laughs> man, I wish I ran into him while I was there. I would have I had a bowl of crunch berries with him. I want to meet his mom. His mom like had a very short-lived music career. Really? Yeah, off of his show. It was like a little one-off from... So maybe have a bowl of cereal with the three of them. Yeah, be I, would the be, I would be definitely down for that. Mm. <laughs> and then um, Chipotle now is offering queso to their menu. Melted cheese, not just shredded cheese. Um, it's, I guess it's an option now as a side for chips and in your burritos. How do you is, feel is about it, that? Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I'm already... I'm already not, I'll, I'll, I won't always go to Chipotle if it's there. Sure. But I'd rather, I'd rather support my local taqueria. Chipotle is great. I've had it. Um, I do think the guacamole is good. Um, I do think the little bits of, is it cilantro and the rice? A little yeah, bit of they lime. do cilantro, cilantro and butter and rice. Yeah. The rice is well done. I'd rather support the local taqueria, but if they're doing queso dip. I, more power to them. I like melted cheese better than shredded cheese, so I definitely will go there. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of Chipotle either. I will. I have gone there when it's a BOGO. Mm -hmm. Like when I used to work downtown, uh, my friend JW would hit me up and I'm like, hey, let's meet at Chipotle. I got a BOGO coupon. I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to come meet you. I'm going to have lunch with my friend and get a free crispy taco. BOGO? Buy one, get one. Oh, okay. I don't know how you get them, but I think if you sign up for their newsletter, you randomly get BOGO coupons via email from them. My only my only fun with Chipotle when I was going out of necessity was like the menu hacks. Like, oh, ask for half meat of half this and half that, and then maybe they'll give you a little bit more. Or get a bowl and ask for a tortilla on the side. I was just reading the BuzzFeed articles about how to get menu hack. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. But I mean, I, I normally used to just get half chicken, half steak, but I didn't know that there was like a whole hack. No pork? No pork? No. No. The only pork I like in Mexican food is al pastor. You're not a carnitas person? Nah. Not Why a not? 
I don't know. I just don't really like carnitas. I'm if I'm at, if I'm at Chipotle, I'm getting steak and chicken. It's it's pork meat put in fryer oil. <laughs> That's why I'm a fan. <laughs> Not a fan of carnitas. I, I could do carnitas. I like El Pastor as my as my go-to for I, pork Mexican food. Okay. And chorizo. I'll, okay. But that's a that sometimes is more than just pork though. There's that's beef, true. There's beef involved sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, when it comes to pork and Mexican food, I'm pretty divided. Like they're both great, and I'll go with uh, excuse me either or. But I didn't know you're you were not as much carnitas. I'm, yeah, I've just never been a fan. It's it's my least favorite of the meat options in Mexican food. But my go-to's are al pastor and lengua. And that's another reason why I'm maybe not always Chipotle, because if I'm going to the local taqueria, I can get my lengua. Yes, I love lengua. The dime piece, this next bit, you may know it as one gotta go, but for this show, it's called Saucing on You. All right, what are my options? So, for, for the listeners, since this is the first show, we're going to talk about three food items, and you can never have one of them ever again. All right. So, so for this week, grilled cheese a quesadilla, or mac and cheese? I'm going to get rid of mac and cheese. <sighs> what? Ooh, I thought you were going to go somewhere else before this. I would get rid of mac and cheese. Why? Just because I love grilled cheese sandwiches. I like that. You can, I mean, all of them, you can add extra things to it. <laughs> but mac and cheese is usually not one of the side things I order when I eat really? out. Like, I don't think our family even makes mac and cheese for, like, holiday dinners. Mm. It's just not that... I mean, I, I like mac and cheese, but if I had to choose between the that's, three... That's the beauty of this bit. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of mac and cheese. I For me, a grilled cheese, I love I love bread. Bread is my favorite carb. Yeah. So... That's uh, my second favorite carb, but go Bread on. is my favorite carb. Um, and then quesadillas. I love that, like, I, I'm eating my vehicle. What? Wait, what? Like, like not my car. <laughs> I don't have a car, but like, I like the quesadilla. That I'm eating like the whole thing. Like, I'm holding it and I'm eating it. You could do what? So the, I'm not going to cheese. I, you're just sad because you can't eat the plate or the bowl. I don't want to eat. I have to use a fork. It's one thing I have to clean. Okay. So, so your argument is more of a vessel-based thing. Not yeah. A, okay. Not a vehicle. A vessel. Is that this? Okay. What's the difference? Because. <laughs> To be honest, before this bit, I thought we were going to go to the same place. Really? What is your... I'm dropping quesadilla. Oh, I love quesadillas. See, I like that we both can agree, like, we can't touch grilled cheese. Yeah, There's grilled cheese. <laughs> grilled, grilled cheese, you're good. There's so many things I actually just cheese. recently had a delicious lobster grilled cheese on Saturday in Sacramento. See, I was going to say, like, you know, I like lobster... I, I like uh, grilled cheese and quesadillas because you add things to it. But I guess you could add things to mac and cheese also, like, but I don't know. No, if that's where you stand, okay. That's just something I've learned about you today. <laughs> You, do you not like me as a friend no. <laughs> Only as a pod host. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just Damn kidding. Um, no, I. That's interesting. No, I'm. I'm actually dropping the quesadilla. And and here's my argument why too, is because when we're talking in, con I, yes, I know a quesadilla is more of like an Americanized Mexican food dish, but when I hear quesadilla, usually it's on a menu with at a Mexican place with other dishes on it. Mm-hmm. Never am I gonna. Never is a quesadilla a compelling enough story for me to want to order that versus whatever else is on that menu. Versus when I'm at another place and they have mac and cheese or a grilled cheese, I'm maybe more willing to order it because it goes with whatever else they have on their menu. For me, when I go to a Mexican place, the tacos or the burritos or even a torta sounds more enticing to me. You don't get you don't get suizas, which is just a stuffed quesadilla or a flattened burrito. 
like a well, the, there is a place in the city that does that. Um, Garaje. Have you been to Garaje? I've been to Garaje. They kind of put their burritos in a panini press, and it gives you that kind of rectangle shape where they're good. But I can never just do a straight up quesadilla. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you the last time I've ordered one. But I I ordered mac and cheese probably recently. I mean, I'll make like just straight up cheese quesadillas at home, but I I do as well. So that's like at El Farolito or Taqueria Cancun. I get suizas, which is basically a quesadilla, a, a, a burrito, a burrito that's flattened. With, with like the press to make it kind of toasty on the outside? Well, it's it's just basically a stuffed quesadilla is what a suiza is. Oh, okay. So it's a fat. So are you adding meat to it? Yeah. Okay. For sure. So Half, uh, half lingua, context- half pastor. <laughs> there you go. To bring it full circle. But no, is the context of this bit then, or, or is, is it with stuff added or stuff not added? Or are we kind of going to try to judge it based on its pure form? I mean, I don't know. A, a suiza is a quesadilla, so that's why it's staying for me. Really? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just not going to do it based off the fact that if I'm presented at a spot that has it, I'm going to want to order something else. Even if it's just a regular cheese quesadilla, I think I choose it over mac, mac and cheese. Really? I mean, then we go into other levels. Are we talking craft mac and cheese or are we talking like... Well, what, lobster- levels are, what levels are there for quesadillas? And, well, and I think with, you can do the same with grilled cheeses too, because you can yeah. do like bougie grilled cheeses as well. And you can do also do your 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 simple craft single. You can go the whole gamut of that too, but but I think we can both agree though we're down to keep grilled cheeses. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because if you went fancy for that, it's still tight. Like you could put caramelized onions in it. You could do mm. green apple. You could do brie, prosciutto. Yeah, I like prosciutto on my grilled cheese. Not not carnitas. <laughs> no, never carnitas again. But no, <laughs> Just kidding. Prosciutto would be tight though. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah. See, Let's, so like this takes it to a whole nother level because then if, we, if we're like getting fancy with our options or are we talking about like the bare basics, like okay, cheese yeah, quesadilla, craft single grilled cheese sandwich and a craft. Why I is guess, everything craft? Well, I guess we need to, I guess we need to be stricter on ourselves for the future sauce and on use. Like do you, how, what level do you take it with this? Because you can take it to so many levels. Yeah. More like a couple levels, but it just sounds better to say so many levels. So grilled cheese are staying. We're we disagree about mac and cheese versus quesadillas. Yeah, because I don't know. Because I do love I do love you know your basic packaged craft mac. No, it's good. I up, like it. You know, you throw some hot dog in there. So again, <laughs> adding levels to it. Exactly. There's so many levels, but I think right if I had to choose between the three, mac and cheese still gonna go for me. I don't really care to eat it that much. Really, I don't know. <sighs> This is a tough one. I mean, like, okay, so mac and cheese, when you when you go out to order... It's always a side, though. You're it's, right. It's, it's always, always something side, you add on. And there's always other sides that I'd rather eat over mac and cheese. Most restaurants that have it will have, like, Brussels sprouts or something. Or, like... Or, like, it, I would choose a baked potato option over really? mac and cheese. Oh, no, that's another one. I like baked for. potatoes. I love potatoes so much, but for me, baked potatoes aren't it. I'd rather have fries or mashed potatoes or hash browns. Uh, baked potatoes just feel like an oversized potato wedge that hasn't been fully dressed. And you got to mix it yourself. You got to mush it together yourself. I like it. I I'm like lazy it. at that point. I just want everything there. Like the bacon's all separated, the sour cream and the green onions, the the unmelted cheese. They always put unmelted. Unless you get you go to a bougie spot and it's like a twice baked. Then I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." Yeah. If it's twice baked, then you kind of know they did the work for you. <laughs> but if it's just like a normal spot with like a straight out the whatever baked potato, I already know there's work involved and I already get lazy about that. Yeah, I guess. Again, to the cheese thing, like when I see just the bare shredded cheese, I know I got to mix it in and then hopefully the heat of the potato melts it. Mm. But no, I like my mac and cheese though. I'll always order as a side though. That's your, I'll agree with you on that. Like I'm never going to order it by itself, but I'll always get it as like a side to add on to something. But that's why I'm keeping it. Yeah, it's not, it's not high up there on my sides. I'd rather get onion rings, french fries, 
Baked potato. There you go. What are other sides are there? When There's you, so many you sides normally... for other episodes of the show because we can go <clears throat> about sides for its like, whole what show. What are the other side options if where mac and pl- mac and cheese is is an option? Well, we're talking about like a soul food place. Are we? Any t- place. I mean, would that be the most common place? Maybe is likely a soul food place. Yeah, I guess so. If I mean, I saw it's grits, also I'd probably rather order grits. The mac and cheese is an option at El Pollo Loco, which is really random. I love I love El Pollo Loco. I love El Pollo Loco. I, but, I, but <laughs> against my my argument, I've never gotten the mac and cheese there. I've tried it, and it's okay. It's okay. I'll have to get it then to see. Popeyes has it, really, right? Does Popeyes have it? You know, I don't even know if they do. Okay, our, do our producer Flan Reyes is saying they do have it. I've never got it because when it's Popeyes, I'm always red beans and rice. Red beans and rice all yeah. the way for sure. Biscuit, so, red beans and rice. So I guess if I go, I'll have to forego that to see the Mac there, just so I can fully back up my argument to keep mac and cheese. So maybe what we can it's do is next time we eat at Popeyes, we can get a large of the beans and red beans and rice, and then oh, just get always. a small side of the mac and cheese just to try it. And Cajun fries, just because. Yeah, Cajun I do fries like Cajun, are always fries. Cajun fries and okra too. I don't okay. ever had their okra. What? Back to my earlier thing about New Orleans. <laughs> I did have the fried okra at Willie Mae's Scotch House, and they were exceptional. Yeah, the the one vegetable that you can get in New Orleans. <laughs> that's, I'm kind of mad that that's kind of true. It is very true. I don't true. remember eating any of the vegetables there besides okra, and they were fried, and they were really good. Yep. And then you have to dip it in some sauce. 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 That's what New Orleans is all about. And what this bit is all about. Sauce it on you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Full circle. I hate how perfect that is. We're only on the first show, and that was too perfect. Excellent. There you go. Well, that's bringing a close to our soft opening show. Um, Dine Piece, what you got going on next? So this week I am headed to Vegas for the world's largest dental conference. And uh, with that, I was in charge of making um, reservations for my team and super excited. I booked 10 omakases at Nobu. Ooh. Nobu is really good. I'm a huge Haven't fan. had it yet. I'm a huge fan of this fine establishment. And, um, and my favorite part about going there is I can say, Nobu, 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 Nobu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell for the listeners, what's an omakase? Omakase is kind of like a prefix at dinner. Um, I liked the idea of just ordering or not having to think about ordering. Um, I don't know how much the set price is, but it's basically you sit down and they Sounds just... Sounds like sit, it's worth it. Definitely. And they for just, you indecisive eaters out there. Yeah. And just it's get just omakase. Easy, and it's also easy for a big group, right? So like there's not a... I want this and I want that. Everyone just gets the same thing and it comes at the same time, except for one. I have one person on my team that's a vegetarian. So I let them know. I let them know that there's going to be one omakase, make it all veggies. But I'm super excited. Most of the people I work with are not very adventurous when it comes to food. So a few of them are kind of nervous about what kind of sushi's coming at them. I was like, guys, it's not only sushi. It's, trust. Gonna, it's all going to be really good. Trust me. Make them watch Jiro Dreams of Sushi on Netflix. <laughs> I think most of them are used to like traditional rolls. So Oh, like shrimp tempura rolls. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So this is going to be a definitely a, a different dining experience for them. But I think, you know, once they put it in their mouth and close their eyes, they're going to experience magic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds very different than what you'd expect from a normal dining experience because I haven't been to Vegas in a while. When I think about Vegas, I think about buffets. Are you going to any buffets? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, our first night, actually, we we decided to book uh, to go to Bacchanal at Caesars Palace. Um, in my opinion, the best buffet available right now. Why so? Um, so, first of all, I think a couple years ago, they spent $10 million on reno- to, to create this buffet, which is a lot of money. 
And um, the options are great. Uh, so you've been before? I've been, I went once last year for my okay. birthday, actually. And um, I had a great time. One of my girlfriends, she was the head pastry chef there. So I was pretty lucked out to walk in right away. Um, usually there's a long wait. So pretty lucky to walk in. And they had a little sign on my table that said VIP. And I don't know if it was because of that. They treated me really well. But I, I think it's my favorite buffet in, in Vegas. And I've been to quite a few in my lifetime of Vegas years. Um, but my strategy for buffet eating is I get one small plate and I do a little bit of like kind of a around the world tasting. Well, that's my buffet strategy too. I don't buffet as that often, but that's my buffet strategy also. Yeah, I just I just get one small plate to try a little bit of every station. And then you go back for the hits, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, my hits are crab legs. That's all I really care <laughs> about. Like that's mo most bang for your buck, right? Like if you're gonna get some ribeye, I'll get a little sliver and um, but that's gonna take up too much space and weigh me down, and yeah, that's yeah. that's not proper buffet eating etiquette. Oh, for sure. Like I'm not gonna lie. If I see you going and filling up on bread, I might judge you a little bit. Yeah. No. This is this is a, buffet eating is collect, collect, and select. It's a <laughs> it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And so what also helps is I I do uh, layers of salad in between, so it's just not so heavy of just all meat or or seafood. I, I feel like I wish I had that advice in New Orleans. Yeah, you need to do a little bit of layer layering of salad just so that you don't feel so heavy. But um, yeah, I start off with a, a plate around the world, get a salad, and then I I get one giant plate of just crab leg crab legs for the table, and then I get some drawn butter and I mix it up with a little bit Ooh, of nice. um, hot sauce, salt, and pepper, and that's what I do for the rest of the time I'm there until it's dessert time. So it's omakase and buffets. I'm <laughs> yeah. jealous. I usually don't go for the desserts, but at Bacchanal, um, their dessert section is really dope and not only because my friend was in charge of it but it's actually pretty legit and um yeah i'm super excited about Shout that to vegas yeah it sounds fun yeah i, I gotta figure, go back soon i figure first night for a buffet is better than because then the next day the next few days are all classes and so i don't want to be sleepy i guess mm. i shouldn't be sleepy even though they pump oxygen into those rooms <laughs> to keep you awake um but yeah super excited for that and nobu and uh, there's a couple little other spots that are, you know, not super popular, but I like secret pizza at Cosmo. It's late night pizza spot that doesn't have a name, but it's not really a secret because everyone kind of knows yeah, about it. Yeah, now I know about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Bacchanal and Nobu. Can't, Can't wait. wait. I can look forward to your recap. Yep. You got it. Nice. What are you, uh, what's going on for you this weekend? Uh, I'm also going out of town, um, mainly to eat and drink, but <laughs> I'm going to San Diego. Uh, I go quite often, got some friends down there. I I enjoy some good craft beer, so might as well go to the Mecca. Uh, gonna hit a couple, I, I usually go to new breweries every time I go down there. Uh, I'm gonna try to knock out some new ones this time. Um, one off the top of my head is Abnormal. Uh, oh man, my friend sent me a list. There's a tiki bar down there I wanna try, I haven't got to go to yet. Um, gotta go to some of the hits, like shout out to Modern Times Brewing, Society Brewing, uh, Fall Brewing, a lot of my favorites, but with only a weekend, I gotta I gotta save the liver and save the capacity. So definitely gotta do some of that. Um, speaking about the tacos earlier, down in San Diego from my previous visits, I've learned the thing down there is like rolled tacos, like not taquitos, rolled tacos. It's like a flauta. Oh, not not with a flour tortilla though. It's oh. like a corn tortilla. Still, it, it really does feel like a a, taqui a, ta a taquito. But when everyone's there, like, no man, it's rolled tacos. Okay. So that's like the move down there, which I've learned through my last couple of visits. So I definitely gotta do some of those. Um, Maybe some potato ones. I'm still trying to be nice and be vegetarian. 
But I'm also probably going to end up doing like a California burrito because you got to go get a California you burrito. You got to get a California burrito. If because why, ha- why have rice in your burrito when you can have french fries? Exactly. Yeah. So I usually go to a spot down there called Lucha Libre. They do a great surf and turf one. There's carne asada and shrimp in there. I'll probably break being vegetarian for that. <laughs> and then maybe with a spare day here and there, um, might try to get down to Tijuana and get some taco, some not rolled tacos down there as well. That'd be really good. So hopefully when you guys come back for next show, we'll have a lot more gluttony to tell you guys about. All right, guys. Well, this wraps it up again for us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening and uh, being patient with us while we work out our kinks and growing pains. Yeah, make sure to follow us. And uh, hit subscribe. Yeah, and uh, go ahead and comment whether Anne's crazy for dropping mac and cheese. I'm not crazy. Also, don't forget to tip your servers 20%. Or make sure you order the most unusual thing on the menu to try something new. And uh, Jordan's crazy for kicking out quesadillas. Yeah, I guess I'm crazy because I'm hungry right now. We're about to go eat. We'll see you guys next time. Perfect. Bye. Later.